Oh, I'm so excited. We're Sweet 16 have never been kissed. I'm, oh, Sweet 16 reminds me of that movie, 16 Candles. <laughs> we were just laughing about that. Where, where, two, where, where Jim has two things in common. Oh, Sweet boy. 16, and he loves the movie, and he is totally infatuated and has a lifelong crush on Molly Ringwald that nobody knows. Really, so Jim? Don't no. tell anybody. Between sandwiches, <laughs> between sandwiches and Molly Ringwald, <laughs> that looked like me in high school on the left. <laughs> you know, I think you were scrawnier than him. Though. I think I, I think yeah, you were he, puny. He had me by he, twenty pounds. You know, he says something in the movie that I've heard Jerry say countless times. Can I borrow your underwear for ten minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Banzai! <laughs> That's Dave. That's Dave. Hey, yeah, speaking of, speaking of that, we've got a the new donger. we've got a new member. We've got Long Duck Dong with us today here on Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> Super Dave. Hi, Super Dave. How was the drive from uh, Kansas three days ago? Uh, very familiar. Ooh, been here before. Did you stop anywhere on the way? Everywhere. Some racetracks and hotels. I have to work. He's like a trucker. He drives eight hours and he sleeps eight hours. Mm. He's oh, got one of those I really, log I, books. yeah, I really, 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 really respect the way you handle your rig there, driver. <laughs> You want a donut? You want a donut, Super Dave? Not yet. I don't want anybody to see me eat it. Why? Just sprinkle one in there. No, sprinkles. Sprinkles are for winners, no, Dave. I, no, I hate sprinkles. <sighs> sprinkles are for oh, winners. I was going to eat that. No, you just took it. I ain't going to eat it now. There's a chocolate one in the next box. I looked there. Oh, I had a, I have the chocolate one over here with the white icing on it. Oh, no. There's a, oh, that's, oh, that's Stop, Jim. Chocolate icing. That's like a blueberry one. I, I picked these out myself. Did you? Yeah, I like these. You have these a, bottom ones where they already just pre- these are just glazed. Do you have a granddaughter yet? Not yet. Wednesday, maybe. No? Wednesday's when they got her scheduled, so. Tuesday? We are down in the last 48 hours. She's probably I'm so ready. glad I'm not a woman. Could you imagine having a creature grow inside you? Think about that. We're all men, right? So we, yeah. None of us know what it would like to have something a baby grow inside of you. We're not females. Oh. But... I just Jerry? could not imagine that. It just to me, it, it it's it's the greatest thing ever. But it's also got got kind of a it's kind of weird, you know, yeah. and the baby moving inside her and stuff. But she's when doing you see good. Like a hand poke out their belly or like when yeah, they, when I mean, they kick or something. She's doing good. I think she's ready to to have the baby. You she's know? ready to like she's get to that out point. my belly. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm sure there's a moment where enough is enough, and like this yeah. thing's got to go. I think she's there. So, and Jerry, what, what do you do? What's up? What do you do, Jerry? Uh, <clears throat> about three days before you, Jim. Gotcha. And the twins doing well inside? Oh, yeah. No, well, yeah. I mean, your triplets are going to What are you going to name him? Long Duck and Dong? Is that your triplets' names? That's Dave, Dave. <laughs> uh, Super Jerry Dave, we talked Brett. about you forever, and people mm-hmm. wanted to have you in here. Well, he started driving over here like January 6th or 7th, <laughs> yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, Took yeah. him a minute. Here we are, the 1st of August, and Dave just showed up. You've had a busy schedule. Dave. I had to work. I know. That's right. Somebody, got, see, now you know how it feels to be me. You get busted mm-hmm. on all day long for just doing you, and bang, here you come. In his defense, he has drove all over the country, literally. You drove to, like, Portland, didn't you? I drove, yeah, to Oregon and Washington State, yeah. I'm like, Dave, they make airplanes. Yeah. We have one. It's that called, dinner with PJ. PJ Rizzo. Right. You guys oh, went out yeah. for dinner one night. PJ is always ready for a free meal. You can count on that. <laughs> oh, duh. Every time Dave wants to use the plane, Jim's got it in Maui. 
Oh, because Jim is selfish like that. I know. He is absolutely such a selfish individual. He monopolizes Air Force or IMCA one, IMCA one. I thought it was Spec Part IMCA. Spec Part One. Spec Part One. (laughs) Spec Part One. We do. We still have the the GM plane from selling all the crepe motors. They give us a private jet. We could could always use that one. Need a wheel sticker for that plane? That required? Yeah, it's like. Like, like, we we got it repainted. I'm getting it repainted, just like Trump got his repainted. I'm getting ours repainted. Got the flag on it and stuff. Hey, before we that, start, right? let's give let's give a big shout out to Ric Flair. Wrestled Woo! last night at 73. He wrestled. At he wrestled 73? last night. Where did he wrestle? Oh yeah, you got. Were you, you there, Jim? Up. <laughs> no, I wish. Jake J- J- got the pay per view. <laughs> Son of a bitch! I miss. I hey, mean, it's was at it? 73. He took the blade and bled like a stuffed hog. You got to give him credit for that. Good Lord. If there's one guy that has more scars on his forehead, it's Ric Flair. Well, that's the blade, Jerry. Just the blade. Every time. Whack him over the head with a chair. He'll open one of them up. Yeah, he'll open a scar. Are you looking into Ric Flair there, right? I am. It says his last match was a bloody, grueling war and a whole lot of fun. I've had dates like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, we're not touching that one. No, 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 no. Not into a racetrack. So our last podcast wasn't that long ago. It's like five days ago. I know it was actually last week. We're doing back to back. Have we done one back to back weeks yet? Oh yeah, it's been close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the beginning, a couple weeks. In the beginning, when we were all, they started to fade off for a little bit. They got farther apart. It seemed like. Well, you uh you know, between Nate's schedule and Jerry's and Jim's and Nate was in the. North Dakota, and so yeah, is yeah. yeah. Yep. We need we need Nate in the command center. So yeah, we can't do makes this. We can't be work. trusted. We can't no, be here on no, supervised. We, we don't. We don't. Makes us sound intelligent, Nate. right, Nate? He actually just makes us sound a lot of times. I still think we need one of those buttons. I need one of those boards that has like the buttons, like Kramer on Mad Money. You push on and you go. No, I know it. Just for fun. Hey, the I don't Jim Naylor. The Jim Naylor board. Yeah. Like Jim's got up in the press box. Exactly. I want to know, Nate. Don't you? Are we getting a telestrator? What's that? You and I have talked about the telestrator. Tony Romo deal. Like uh, John Madden used to draw and then boom. Draw pictures. Oh, yeah, so Nate, we can Nate, draw on the so I can. Well, no, we're talking for Super Nationals. So like when we get the replays, I can be like my J- John Madden here. Boom, it happened here. And then the yeah. car went over here and bang, bang, bang. Sparklers and snakes. And then you can circle you draw, the sparklers you and snakes. You can draw a little snake. Yeah. And have like a little firework thing. You guys have a lot of don't free you have time, one? don't you? Don't you have one? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Don't you have one of those things that you that you can play music and stuff and push buttons and sound? I've got one of those old. I've got one of those old things. That's do you use it much? I've been around. No, those what? 360. I mean, I've never. To be honest with you, I'd actually have to find it. I can't that remember. Used that used to be what was used. So you're not there, using that then? You're no, I know there's. I've got two of them. One's at the racetrack in Boone, and the other one's somewhere in my garage. So I was going to say, so do yeah. you use an iPad to control all of the, like when you put music at? Oh, yeah, it's all my yeah. computer. It's all through my computer. When, when you play Green everything. Acres 90 goddamn times a night, where does that come from? <laughs> it comes from the computer straight to your ears. <laughs> gotcha. Thank you for that. It's just one of those things that inquiring minds probably wanted to know. Yeah. At least mine did. Well, it's okay. I think a Telestrator would be fun. Telestrator would be fun. Awesome. Oh, it would be, it would be trouble. 
trouble. There would be so many trouble. inappropriate looking. I mean, you'd be like, we, we would not be draw any dongs. I'd be like, there. Yeah, speak he fell for out. yourself. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might make a W with a couple dots on the middle of the bottom or something, but down the back stretch and around the. No, we're not going there. Do you think you could draw a good one, Ryan? We're professional. We yeah, would, yeah, we, we are would, professional. We would not do anything dumb with a telescope. Our job to take man. a whole new meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Driving in the wet. Muddy on the bottom. Mm-hmm. This is so much <laughs> stranger in person. <laughs> the jokes just keep coming. Yeah. Uh, it is. Stuck it in the number one hole. <laughs> oh, Lord. Wish ben Back into ben, the second so, hole. Wish Ben Seaman would start racing yeah. again. Cox on top. So, Johnson oh, on low. Kids, kids, Ball, kids. Balls kids, deep in turns one and two. Kids, kids, kids. <laughs> girls jumping on trampolines. That's just how we announce. I mean, we're going to put girls jumping on trampolines in the next ep- episode. I we are. What? You keep it's saying it. that. We're going to go back to the old man show stuff. I politely request next episode off. <laughs> <laughs> I have some PTO to burn. You Still searching against for, trampolines. No. Still searching no. for the line here, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know we where. are. <laughs> don't know we where are. it is. It kind of moves from episode to episode. From yeah. podcast to Super podcast. Dave, what's the biggest rules infraction you've seen all year long? We're well, talk according rules. to you guys, it's uh, talking about crossing fighting lines. in the pits or whatever. Or no, we're, I mean, unsportsmanlike conduct. There yeah, but yeah. you don't really have anything to do with that. Not unless it happens right in front of you. Yeah, unless some guy like yeah. whacks you or something, then it's... And my answer usually is like, not here. I don't tell him not to. This is this is actually a common thing. We deal with it. We I, Heck, I just got one this morning, a video this morning. People just take right. pictures. Everybody's got a phone. Everybody's oh. got a, a video recorder in their pocket now. So people just take videos, races. And every time somebody shoves somebody or punches somebody or flips somebody off or drives through the pits fast, you know, you name it, the list of stuff that we get video-wise just rolls right in. And, that, and I guess we're supposed to, as a sanction, just watch the video and just start Flipping out. Who are you going to find? Make it rain. Find them, find them, find them, find them. You know, but the reality is, is we really don't do that. Even if we're there, generally speaking, just so people understand this, generally speaking, even if we're there and something kind of crazy goes down, you know, if, if I witness it, I'll be like, okay, you know, that probably was uncalled for, maybe. Um, and we, you know, we always talk to the promoter, you know. Speaking of a lot of facilities handle it themselves. And just because we're there as an association doesn't necessarily mean that we issue the penalty because it's still at the end of the day, most, you know, we're, these events are controlled by the, by the track operators, by the promoters, we're sanctioning it. And we, we don't necessarily find people without their knowledge, without the promoters endorsement or knowledge or without their racetrack saying, you know, I would, I would like your yeah, involvement. Here's what I want to do. It's, Some tracks handle it themselves. Most just, racetracks handle it themselves. Yeah. It's a just consequence. Of, we're there. It's got to be handled consistently at that track. Uh, Correct. Just the way it is. Could have had something happen. So, the same thing happened the week before. We weren't there, and we find a guy because we're there, and the guy the week before didn't get fined. Or the next week, the guy doesn't yeah. get fined. And then people start saying, well, you only find him because – you know, whatever the, whatever the, you know. Y'all got to find, because IMC what? was here, you won't do it when they're not here. You only I think find I was standing because next to you. racing on the side of his car. Yeah, I was standing well. next to you in Marshalltown a couple of weeks ago, and you had a report that there was an incident in the pits. And yeah, I get a text. I said, so you hey, going to turn that in? Or he said, nope, my people took care of it, so yeah. we're good. It, it, was, yeah. It, was, yeah, it was one of those yeah. deals. I said, hey, but, you go, you go, Ryan goes, anybody see it? I said, I think they saw the aftermath. I said, but I don't think they've seen the initial incident. I said, you don't see it, I can't. 
you don't see it, right. you can't and do anything. It happens in lots of sports, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It is a, if, a uh, competitive environment like that, you know what I mean? And particularly if a guy thinks he's got it in the bag and then he comes home with a zero, you know, he's mad. But those are competitive people. And if you're a competitive person, you can understand how it can get like that. Yeah. So If I, we were out just looking for money to make off of fines, we'd just file uh, <laughs> Chirac and Mills around every race. <laughs> Apparently, that'd be good for. I'm laughing at the picture you got. I'm laughing girls on trampolines. It's close. Was that a Google search or what's that from? Oh, you know, Jim. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Jim has nothing better because I know those beautiful women are not anywhere near your presence, Jim. (laughs) The funniest thing that's a lot a live shot from my backyard right yeah. now in Maui. <laughs> Maui. Funniest thing that just ha- just happened so far was as soon as girls on trampoline came up, everybody shut up and turned. Did you catch that? Just dead silent. Just Wait, look. One of these days, Nate's going to catch us <laughs> off guard. Yeah, one of these days, Nate's going to put something up there. Easily. and We're going to be trying to get in trouble. Can yeah. you control his green screen, Nate? The FCC oh. is that is the FCC is that like the that's the airplane thing is that FEC that's FAA is means we're, if I, we're yeah. under yeah. the same yeah. rules yeah. as Howard Stern yeah. yeah if I would drop, if, if we would drop the F bomb on a yeah, yeah. live yeah. or if you slap somebody that was given an award no there's really I mean you can do that they edited that was a good slap and they can apologize four months later. Yeah, you can yeah. and it all goes away. No, it was well done. He slapped the crap out of he him. He slapped him, but the, <laughs> in live TV, they edited it out, so it, it it almost looked like it was choreographed, but it really wasn't. It actually it, did happen. The delay, yeah. A lot of rules for broadcast don't, don't apply mm-hmm. to online or subscription you ever services. Been, Dave? You ever been slapped at it be, being an MC someplace, Jerry? You I've slapped up? him. He, oh, yeah, I mean, Ryan I've has, but I mean, no, nobody's ever, like, walked no, up and smacked me that. in the mouth or anything. Oh. No. I think, I think, some people just common sense kicks in and says, ah, I might it's, get in trouble if I do it's that. It's Jerry. What do we Jerry, expect? What do we, yeah, what do we expect? He's just an idiot It, anyway. it kind of fits what we, just, we, we started talking about. You can put that picture down. It kind of fits what we started <laughs> talking about with just fines and, and unsportsmanlike conduct. So right. there's, there's lots and lots and lots Aided. of them. And we're in a, we're in an, in a very competitive That's setting. Right. You know, and so people, people say, what are you going to do about that? I'm like, you know... The way I look at it in many instances is when the the racers don't care is when you should probably worry much more is than when they do care. And people that are mad about stuff that happens on the racetrack, they're passionate about what happened. They feel they've been wronged. That's right. That same fire is what causes a guy to put on a hell of a show some days. Yeah. So you need him to be lit and moving. And You see guys get sent to the back. You can tell they're madder and hornets, you know, and they race their fr- way to yeah. the front, win races. We've seen guys actually do that, you know. Um, yeah, I just saw it's a Travis. motivating factor, and I think that I think that you know, obviously, the competitive nature of racing creates that. And I had a promoter tell me one time, and I don't know if I said this or not. I had a promoter tell me one time, "Don't you sterilize my pit area." That's what he said to me. Oh my god, uh, Lottie, that's a good way yeah, to put it. That's what Can he told I have me. Robert Lawton for fifty, please? That's what he told yeah. me. Don't just, you sterilize my pit area. Because Boone is kind of like Marshalltown. A little bit at times, Marshalltown is like oh, I, it can us, get. us mm-hmm. Eastsiders over here in eastern Iowa. You know, you, when, I was, when I was younger, you go to Marshalltown, you, you, better, you better like, or the Gustins better like you. Yep, and you better have a dentist on. Because if on you board. cross a path with somebody and say the wrong thing, you know you're going to get your mouth punched. Yep. You know, and that's just, I think there's a lot of, I just think it's kind of like. 
doing I just the think killings, that's the way the sport the is grounds. at times. People want us to to to, to stop that at times, and yeah, sometimes yeah, it's a little inappropriate. But yeah, the worst is a guy starts the fight, then he loses a fight, then he comes over and well, what are you going to do about that? And I'm like, what do you yeah. think was going to happen? Yeah, you were you went over there and you started mm. it, and then you lost, and so now you're mad because you lost twice. Yeah, you know, don't start. I, I like John Webb at Southern Oklahoma's pit meetings. He's not going to do, his staff's not going to do anything to break it up. So you go into a guy's pitch, you better be sure you're going to whip his ass because <laughs> it's it's on and you're not going to get protected. My thing of it is, I think, you know, I mean, we talk about it and sometimes I go by the theory of, ho- you know, just treat it like a hockey fight. Let them go till they fall to the ground and then pounce in and take take care of yeah, it. Yeah, as long as you watch it. You watch a good hockey, I mean, because that was the deal with hockey fights. You know, they get the, the officials get in the middle of it, and nine times out of ten, the official gets his ass kicked right. and tooth knocked out or sent to the hospital because he whatever. Chicken yeah. And all of a sudden, you just let him go to the ground. You get him on the ground. You just yeah. lay on top of him, and you're done. Here, well, some of those promoters will say, don't fight, but if you're going to do it, do, do it, it on, on the my front, front straightaway. Yeah. I'll pay you to do it on the front I'll, straightaway. Yeah. Yeah. I'll fine you 250 back here, yeah. but I'll pay you 100 up front. Well, I've heard more Chris than one promoter T-shirt. say Yeah. Chris Kern's If you're going to fight, do it on the front stretch. If you're going to wreck, wreck big. Yeah. That's my theory. If you're going to fight a guy, just do it where everybody can see. Because we want to see how tough you are. Correct. And I'm not lying about that. Because if you think you can whoop another man's ass, I want to see you whoop another man's ass. It'd be a good time. Yeah, I could live without all that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can yeah. too, but, 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 but you, one of the consequences of tech is... Can't we all just get along? Well, we're right there where everybody can find us. They can't find everybody. They can't always find the promoter or anybody else, but you can always find tech guy because tech area doesn't move. You can always find a tech guy in the staging area. That's right. So a lot of times it ends up in, in your lap if you're in tech. You know, it ends up over there. So that's why, like, not in front of me. Uh, I don't have all to eat a mess. And it tends to grow legs and get bigger. And people get braver when they think somebody's there to break it up. You know, they're... They don't go over there in between two trailers typically and start that fight. I'm kind of the opposite. I like to see a good fight every now and then. Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! (laughs) Woo! Oh, well. Well, so... We really don't have much of an agenda. You don't have anything on your... I wrote wrote down Dave Brand rules. You actually wrote that down and brought your computer in? I thought you brought that just in for a Our last podcast was July 26th. I got five lines here. Dave Brand rules. Big, broad topic. We also got some big races coming up this week. We have lots of races coming up. Night of 1,000 and 10,000 stars at the Hancock County Speedway with probably one of the most unique purses we've seen in a long time. Well, we got races tonight in Spencer. You're going we got up there, Jerry. Harris yep. Clash yeah. tomorrow night. Then we've got Alta, Alta. Wednesday. Alta. Alta. And Buena Alta. Vista County. On Wednesday. The Beaver. Alta the Beaver. Then back to Algona, right? On yep. Thursday. Yep, Brit. There they are. Into Brit and Brit. Yeah, lots of races going on. Re- Iowa Speed you Week. Re- do you realize if you run 10th at Brit on Saturday night, You'll make twice as much money as the unsanctioned duel in the desert pays for the same position. Oops. And, oops. And you spend about what? One tenth of the entry fee. <laughs> I suppose. And depending on where you live, the gas costs. 
Yeah. Anyhow. And I think you can even drive a four-wheeler at Brit for under 100 bucks. Can you go in the infield without having to buy another pit pass? They allow one pit pass gets all access. All access? Pits. Can you yeah, go into the grandstands? All access. access. Uh, unprecedented. I mean, they're breaking ground Sweet. up in Brit, Iowa with the all access pit pass. Is there anywhere I can't go with this pit pass? Probably the ladies' bathroom. Oh, that's a good choice. Uh, they, but we could sell you a pass for that. I uh, wouldn't expect to get in for free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the night of a thousand yeah, stars, the night of ten thousand stars. It's it's been one of those events that for many years has been on our. Um. What, what what's the I don't what's the word radar you use? Radar. radar yeah you know people. What are these crown? A lot of people, people say crown, crown jewels. jewels. I think that term is overused. I do too. It's a crown. Yeah. Jewel. What exactly is a crown jewel? It is a. Uh, is that just based race. on what it pays to win? It, it is. It is. Uh, I see. I like to use the term. It is a marquee event. Marquee event is good. Yeah. Crown jewel to me seems more like if you were in like golf, it would be one of the four major championships. Yes. Something that. But those sets aren't crown jewels. Those are the four major championships. Right, but I mean, I, I but still you look think at the crown jewels like horse racing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look at the three. That's, yeah. it's triple crown. The triple crown. I mean, I, I think people use those terms way too loosely. And yeah. It takes away from the effect of it. I would it. agree. Yeah. Well, what, what I think the, the Night of a Thousand Stars has, it's got time. That's a race that's been going on since about, what, 95, 6, something like that. 95 was the exact date, and the reason it ended up. See, a lot of people forget why it ended up in Brett. Oh, I don't even know if you know the whole story, Jerry. I don't know if we have time to get into that. <laughs> it was actually scheduled. At no, that's Speedway. not true. That was. No, it was a two-night show. The first night got rained out at Boone. Jim knows this story. But I, I, yeah. I know it was originally <laughs> scheduled for Boone. He was the one that he's. Hey, Jim. did he name it? Who named the Night of a Thousand Stars the Night of a Thousand Stars? I, boy, I can't remember off the top of my head. Or why the person who named it used the Night of a Thousand Stars. Yeah. Well, I kind I know what was going on at that. You know, there was a, there's some backdrop there's, to it. Yeah, there's there's a there's, there's that guys the first scenes. year that, that, that a racer these days would never know, and it That's doesn't right. really matter to, to the racers these days, to be quite honest. But, but 1995, that, that, that I mean, that, and that, that you know, the Night of a Thousand Stars. Do you even know this story, Dave? I do not. I'm waiting. Dave, yeah. don't even know. this We'll story. go off camera for the whole. Story. We keep all the good secrets from Dave. I get this yeah. a lot, honestly, when. And I come to Iowa in particular, and everything. everybody thinks I'm from here, and I've lived here my whole life. And then they talk to me, and they spit out names and other things, and I'm like, no. What? Nope. Who? Nope. Wasn't I'm, me. I'm just from nowhere, Kansas. I mean, I've been to, this would be my 22nd Super Nationals, working at 22nd Super Nationals, but this year was the first year I ever went to a Boone Weekly. <clears throat> Never been there before on a regular know, weekly show. It's strange. Did you disqualify anybody? <laughs> Just the sport mod with the aluminum heads. Oops. I looked you can't down. Do that. I looked down. Not legal. Then I looked up. Then I looked back down and got the magnet out. And when I looked back up, he looked at me and he went, Yep. Because that's my alternative. That, he's like, Yep, that, that magnet works. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, Dave, <laughs> like I always say, you have to know what you own. Yeah. Surely when he was putting them on own. there, he was thinking, These are light. You know, something. Anyways. The stuff that we see, that you see. Sometimes people just get a little desperate and they blew up motor and this is all I got, so I'm going to put it in there and run fifth, but he didn't run fifth. He ran no. down four. He, he Dave, I, I think you give heat, people a little more, too much faith. Usually those deals are purposely planned out in order to gain an advantage over the competition. I don't know. That, a race car looked like it had been around yeah, the block go, for a while. I, 
Yeah. And I guess it's that he's had that race car for quite a while and probably had that motor laying somewhere for quite a while. Yeah, okay. Those those are the it's kind of like the claim, you know, it's it, like any rule, you know, what point in time does the does the person say, "Okay, I shouldn't be doing this." You know, you you, you put an aluminum head, aluminum headed engine in a sport mod. I just I just you just make I just love to be involved in that conversation as the engine's getting put in the shop. And you're going, okay, hey, you know, you think they're going to catch this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're like, well, at some point, if they're there, the, we, they probably won't catch it. But if Dave the, shows up, we're screwed. Yeah, they're in the process somewhere. It has to click with somebody. Like you know, if we get caught, yeah. what's the penalty? Because no one really knows until it happens. I ask everybody, you realize what this? Nope. What's the rule say? I don't know. I mean, we print them in there online 24 hours a day. You can read them. It's free. We haven't got any of the, you know, can you run aluminum cylinder heads in a sport mod questions this year. A lot of times we'll get questions that are yeah. you know, real questions. Could I run a left side aluminum hat, head with a right side cast iron? That was nine, one of the more interesting features when he, he can do a lot of when, things once. Yeah. So When you texted me that, I was like, I had to read it twice. I'm like, what? Did that really just happen? But it did. Yeah, it kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. Did. I thought, really? Really? I, it's a first for me. But anyhow, when I first started working at IMCA, day, uh, 22 years, yeah, you wouldn't have been even helping us at all. But Bob was our director of competition. I was there oh, last year. Bob was there. Yeah, which would have been like 99-ish. Is like it? It was 2000. It was after that. Was it? Yeah. 2000? It was into the 2000s. When Bob when Bob left or what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bob was like 2001, 2002. So, when the, when the twins were born, he left, right? Yeah. 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 So, so they're 21. They just have a birthday. Yeah, they turned they 21 this Sunday, weekend. This weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's been 21 years. I learned two things from Bob that just sticks in my head from when I travel with him and just when he was our competition director. One was um, breakfast burritos at McDonald's. I mean, the first person I've ever seen eat a breakfast burrito was Bob Ross. We go to McDonald's and he orders the, you know, the, the two burrito oh, meal. Yeah. And I get like a, you know, an egg McMuffin or something like that. I'm like, who in the world eats breakfast burritos? Oh, and Bob's, you know, that's the first person I ever saw eat them. And I attribute my somewhat infatuation, infatuation <laughs> with those things now to that oh, conversation with Bob. Uh, that I son of a bitch. I just eat those stupid. <laughs> we, that's all I paid for it ever since. in the morning. I'm like, who would waste their time getting an Egg McMuffin? You know, when you have two breakfast burritos I with remember a mild used to, Picante sauce. It's you convenient. Know, it's, so it's, it's super easy to eat while you're driving yeah, down the highway. Yeah, you just put the sauce on it. And I just remember pre-COVID, we had this, we had a, we had a Hispanic fellow that was from one of their local churches there in Des Moines, and he would come in, and I mean, three times a week, about 8, 30, 9 o'clock, shop full of guys that hadn't had anything to eat. Some of them still hung over. Some of them might still have been drunk. Breakfast burrito, three bucks. And these things were huge. Oh, man. That's how They're so good. His wife, his wife and daughters made them for the church, and the money went to the church. So he, then COVID hit, and then he never came back. That's how we used to get in the, uh, in the early Super Nationals when I first started going and whatnot. That's how we got in the gate early all the time was there's a pretty big kid working the gate all the time. So... We would leave the hotel and go through McDonald's and then bring <laughs> right in something to eat. Right, <laughs> right in there. The other thing I learned from Bob, don't ever run a diesel out of gas. 
Ever. No, no, dude, no, 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 And no, I might no. have told this in another podcast. You I can play the game with a gas experience engine. I thought, he, I thought he was going to kill me one time because we were coming. I think it was PRI. I'm almost sure we were coming back from PRI. It was cold, and we were somewhere in Illinois, and I was like, I'm just going to get to the next exit. He goes, don't you ever run a diesel that low. If this runs out of gas, we'll be here for five days or some crazy thing like that. Uh, old mm-hmm. school mechanical so never, injection yes, thing. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so never, never run a diesel out of gas. I mean, the newer ones you can. Speaking of running out of gas, Dave, have you ran out of gas lately? I have not. That's a lie. What? We, we need or, a polygraph on him. Did you did you play the game and lose? My he van, drive my diesel. new van doesn't even have that on there. Yeah. Miles to empty or doesn't anything. have a gas. Come gauge, on, apparently. I mean Jim and I play the game all the time <laughs> in travels oh, yeah. and we won. I told I'm you just we were saying, never, never been beat just yet. Okay, so now, now you and I have talked about your old van because I played the game in your old van mm-hmm. many times. So you told me you were going to get the new van figured out. He did. And you fit yeah. now. You figured out when it's going to run three, out of gas by three quarters of a mile. Oh, that's <laughs> no, exactly. not much warning. That right there, that right there but is you a know what? It, you know it, what? It solved some mystery. Well, what happened was it I'm coming up on mystery. So how many At miles past zero know. could you go? Well, I wanted to know first if the mileage thing that calculates it all the time was accurate. Yeah, and then. Uh, I wanted to know how far I could get on the tank, so I fill it right to the top. So I wanted to know if it would actually run and, out. Oh yeah, and if you're <laughs> if you're gonna run out, do it in South Dakota because there's a gas there's station no, on every corner in South Dakota. There is no, no. That's what I mean, I think he was and being so, sarcastic. He's going across the Great Salt Lake. So, anyways, and the other thing I wanted to know was, uh, you know, how far it would go. Well. The phone rang, and I'm passing a truck, and I know where my turn is, and so I answer the phone, and it's hands-free, right? And I, I'm driving along, and then I get just past the exit, going down the hill, right past, and then it's like, boop. I look down, and I realize, you know, there's no RPMs, right? <laughs> and I'm like, whoop. So I whip it the over to the side. Still yeah. out. <laughs> I had to go three-quarters of a mile back. It wasn't that far. The walk of shame. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, Did you hitchhike? No, but some so guy when, did stop and give me a ride back. So when you run out of gas, because I've never, that I recall, I've, I, I've, I've seen it done it once. So you walk I back to the gas station. Mm-hmm. You just you just borrow a gas can at that point. No, you you bought one. one for, oh, no, you no, bought that's, one not, for that's not the truth. That's not the truth. Because Grant and I, we played the game. Grant and I played the game coming to the uh, coming to the national banquet a couple two three years ago, and we ran out because we were coming right to the museum. There's there's a corner there where you turn right. You know, once you come off up seventy seven and turn there, then you turn right. We could see Speedway. We could see it, and all of a sudden we pull up to the stoplight, and he goes, "Oh shit!" I go. We ran out of gas, didn't we? He goes, "Yep." So <laughs> in I'm like, the intersection, yeah, yeah, oh, we're in the intersection. So we throw place. the we throw the Worse. flashers on, and we go over to the gas station. I'm well and well, well, well aware. I'm going to buy a gas can. I walk in. I says, "Hey, I said, you guys got any gas cans for sale?" He goes, "Let me guess, you ran out of gas at the corner." <laughs> and I go, "Yeah." He goes, "You ain't gonna be the first. You won't be the last." He says, "Give me five bucks and go fill this gas can up and bring the gas can back." We went up, got our. Gave it, you know, filled the gas can up because he wanted a five dollar deposit for the gas can because it's a two ninety nine gas can. Oh so, no, a gas can is not two ninety nine. I think back uh, then it was. The, well, it was just a little two and a half gallon one. It oh, wasn't like a yeah. five gallon. I mean, it yeah. was a little gallon. Two and a half gallon ones, yeah. probably about. I'm gonna guess twenty five dollars. Well, now, but I mean, if back you then, to buy one at the convenience store, yeah. three quarters Lord. of a mile back. Holy it's cow. a nice one. So needless, so needless to say, we then went over and gave the gas can back it's to a the learning nice experience because now I have two and a half gallons of gas everywhere I go. Yeah. 
So uh, the only so technically from now on, because you have a gas can in your car, you're not going <laughs> That's to be exactly playing the game. what's going to happen. That's I remember exactly once Brett and I went yeah. to Alta. You probably, I don't know if you remember this Alta. or not. And we were on our way. I don't know where we were on the middle of nowhere. Ooh, you were somewhere between Fort Dodge and where we. Do you remember there. this? And you, he was running. There's out of no gas, gas stations. No. There. So he, he, I think you were on the phone too, and and you forgot about it, and then your light came on. So you took this exit, and went through one of the small towns over there. We went by three or four gas stations because he refused to stop at these gas stations. I do the same thing. Oh, see, they weren't a Casey's. Go. What's that? They weren't a Casey's. No. It was years ago. Probably. It was 10 years ago, probably. It was before Casey's. Before. Before Casey's came on board. Before the Supernational sponsorship. Yeah. And oh. you, were, you were not going to stop <laughs> at these gas stations. And we, we made it to where we were going to go. But I thought, I'm are loyal. you kidding me? Because we, they're uh, for the longest time, and even for the longest time since they did it, from Fort Dodge to early, there was no place along Highway 20 to stop. Yeah. What about you had to go to Rockwell City or you had to go up to Pocahontas or, you know, you had to come way off of there. And then they built that, uh, they built that one right there on Highway 4. And then it burned to the ground. So what like about for, later, Jerry? What's that? Was there one later? You said there wasn't one early, but what about later? Yeah, but uh, somewhere, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But early is a little town, Jim. Oh, sorry, Jerry. Yes, it's okay. I mean, I don't Jim's a little slow, Jerry. <laughs> Just yeah, a little. I'm a, I'm a little slow. But uh, yeah, I mean that that was where you truly figured out where you had. To, and I mean, there even if you some, wanted to get a sandwich or something, you couldn't have got a sandwich. There, there was a time when I was working for Speedway Motors, where me and the legend Kevin Larkins, Jerky King, we uh, we left Indy. We um, we had a truck full of stuff. Jerky. And, uh, and uh, no jerky. We basically had a coffin teetered over some pedal cars that Bill, Speedy Bill had gotten. And Speedy, Speedy Bill's last word to us is don't let anything happen to these pedal cars. They're worth more than the truck and trailer. And they're especially worth more than the two idiots driving. <laughs> so I knew that Speedy Bill was a smart man. He could. So, so we, we start coming you know, along and we lose track. And all of a sudden we, we were sure we could make it to the, you know, the big I 80 truck stop, but we didn't. So we got this coffin teetered over this pedal car with, with, I don't know how much. So Kevin is going to slosh the tank to get us some extra miles. So he's going back and forth and that coffin just starts sliding off towards the pedal car. Needless to say, we didn't make it. A trucker picked us up. We get some gas, and Larkins goes up to a car full of kids. They must have been only, you know, 16, 17. Hey, could you give us a ride back? And they only had room for one. He goes, well, I can jump in the back. Kevin jumps in the back with a gas can, and this 16-year-old girl jumps out of that car screaming like she just saw death. <laughs> I mean, what's Kevin? Which, I don't blame her. <laughs> And then the next trip we took down to somewhere, I forget where we're going. We ran out of gas again, but we always had fuel jugs on display in the, in the Speedway booth. So we just grabbed the fuel jug and walked about a mile. That way we always had something to put the gas in. Speedy Bill, he called it. Yeah. Yep, he, yeah he did. He, he knew what he was talking about, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. Super Dave. Well, Dave, so talk, talk about rules. Would you talk about rules? Hey, I got a talk question. About Dave. rules. Yeah, yeah Dave. Yeah. Say, say a guy won a feature event. So here a guy in wins a feature, right? Yeah. Can what's, he, what's wrong with this picture, Dave? What's wrong with this picture? Can you see? Can you see? What's wrong with it? 
Oh, his shoes. I know you're talking about his shoes, right? Yeah, they're not hey dudes, at least. I mean, I, but let's, yeah. here, let me see what kind they are. Yeah, but if that they was were, one of my finer moments. If they that, were, I, I, oh, no, no. See, these are custom. Them. These are custom. Those are case Swisses. Those are case Swisses. Case Swisses with yellow duct tape. Well, I yeah. remember here those shoes. Case why would you put shoes on? Why would you and why would you put yellow my wife, duct tape? My wife, my wife still makes fun of me for wearing those shoes, to this day. Still, makes I mean, fun of me. she probably not. So, whoa, whoa, time out, time out, time out. So, what you're telling us now is on Thursday you're going shoe shopping to get some New Balances because you're going to get the old man shoes when you become. I'm wearing on, on clouds right now. She bought these for me. So, oh shit, Jesus, Dave, we bring, bring you in me. here and you tear the place apart. It's my first day. I knew I should attach what? that sign. This is how I knew. Let me it. Fix it. Oh, yeah, so that Skechers on. That was one of my finer moments. Steel I forgot my I forgot my racing shoes back at my house. I got to the races, right? I'm like, "Well, okay, whatever. I'll just race without te- without racing shoes." And somebody yeah. said, "Well, your shoes Was it actually a sh- rule though? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, yeah, there was a time an, when it wasn't. That's an IMCA-sanctioned yeah. race that I won right there. And we put that in the No, wait, that's non-sanctioned 90, BMOD. 93, that, that was a non-sanctioned BMOD, so it BMOD. might not have Alternate, been there. Alternative there, rules? There was a rule in IMCA that you had to have racing shoes, and I felt like obligated to at least follow safety equipment, but I forgot my shoes, and so somebody said, well, put make sure you tie your shoelaces or put tape over your shoelaces because they'll get caught in the gas pedal or the brake pedal or the clutch. I'm like... That seems oh, bad. okay. Makes sense. So that's why I have yellow tape wrapped mm-hmm. around my white K-Swiss shoes. And then I won that night. And I was like, I no kidding. I asked uh, oh, Scott, Fry. Scott Fry. I asked Scott, I was like, do I have to get out of the car for my picture? And he's like, yeah, you hop out. And I'm like, I'm not wearing racing shoes. I don't want to get out. He's like, it's all right. And so I, we got out. <laughs> I was laughing about it. And I'm like, I want to get back in my car. Hurry up. Take a picture, jump back in. You know, that's what I'm going to hear now. Every time it happens, someone's going to be like, well, Brett, Brett, didn't, didn't, have Brett, Brett didn't have one racing shoe. <laughs> How long ago either. was that? That, like, that would have had to have been Mid like 95. Oh, or, I'm sorry, 2005 or 2006. That's when Scott Jabering was so still I taking was, pictures. 2005. Was, well, so Jim Roper would have been the announcer. Up there. Yeah. I so, remember. I mean, I, we, we, when we... It's, it puts me in. You talk about people saying something to yeah. you. It puts me in that situation well, as well, where it's like if you see some a guy's not wearing a neck collar or a guy doesn't have gloves on or something like that, you want to say, "Hey, you can't do that. You're, you're it's a disqualification." But uh, you know, well, I should like, you know, have been disqualified that yeah. night. We'll see. You, you know, know it, it, same, it's kind of like get, getting a call from a track going, "What do we do if a guy leaves his car in the middle of the front stretch and walks <laughs> away?" That was that was that was in the nineties, Jim. Oh, okay. That was when I was picture, young. I remember that happening from one? somewhere. You did that out here. And they yeah. just drove up there with a wrecker and yeah. pushed it off. Yep. That guy was standing there, you know. <laughs> That's what they did to my car, too. They hooked the wrecker up and took yeah. it to the Yeah, I told field. them to put it in a mud hole. We had one of those, too, out here. And yeah. then it made me, I had to walk of shame myself. It's kind of like you running out of gas. Yeah, I had to walk to the infield and get my car. Apparently, it started, though. Apparently, apparently if you need a room, and I just drove it right back to the pits. Apparently, in some racing <laughs> racing forms, apparently, if you need a yellow, you think you need a yellow flag, you just get out of your car on the in, uh, that's on the infield and go throw your helmet on the race. So I remember yeah. that car. Uh, child. I remember yeah. the car more than anything because was at the banquet in Des Moines when we introduced some sport mods, right? Yeah, that was on wasn't display that, there. Wasn't that in Des Moines? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, M&M chassis. Yeah. It's things that stick out to me that I still remember. It had a bolt-on rear clip. So, the fuel cell and all that was back there, and then the whole bumper section bolted yeah, right. on or clamped on. And then it was on the Crown Vic stub. I which, never tested that end. Yeah, well, the idea is cool. <laughs> if you built a car back behind the fuel cell, you know, 
And then just the bumper and the bracing was replaceable. That would save a lot of time and money for a guy. But you can't have the piece surrounding a fuel cell bolted on. I was going too fast for anybody to hit me in the rear end. But, uh, and it was a Crown Vic, which was a great idea. So Tom Herbert did a lot of legwork on figuring out yep. what cars were built and what the possibilities were to start another division of race cars. And is that so, a Super Nationals winning car there, Brett? It is, Jim. It not didn't for, quite look like not that. Not for Brett, but <laughs> just, like I had my name covered up with tape on it at the time. He's bring, he brought but that the up car, four times in a row. My leg's starting to cramp now, too, right? It? it must it's be contagious. the room. It must be the room. Maybe it's the chairs. But the concept was good because there were like 8 million of these cop cars. Uh, yeah, Crown yeah, Vic frame exactly. cars and whatever, the Mercury one or whatever. So the inventory was Red there, and, and there were a dime a dozen because it wasn't any kind of sports car or hot rod or anything else. And so, and there are still some people that build cars on that frame, but not very many and not, well, I can't remember we, last time I saw one. We had IMCA, a meeting with all the car builders in Casino over in Council Bluffs. And, uh, you know, we kind of went over this part of the, you know, the, the, the new sport mod rules and they all went ballistic because they wanted the sport mod to be used modifieds. And I made the point, I said, well, Thank what you. happens if somebody goes, buys a new brand new sport mod, doesn't convert a used modified. Oh, they'd never do that. Never. I mean, mm-hmm. no, that, that'd be stupid. That was like six, and the price of sport mods ago. now are. About the same Panel? price as a modified. Yeah. Sometimes you got to sell what people want to. I don't know. You have the best. Well, idea that was in the, the car builders who wanted that, yeah, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was a good idea that the parts were all there. That thing was built uh, for a long time, well into the 2000s or better with that exact same frame. So the, the idea was sound. I liked it. And uh, the yeah. whole hey, three. Dave, what about, what about Jack Bolts and stock cars? Got to have them. Well, you, yeah, you got to have them. You still seeing guys that don't have them? Uh, not not I since haven't. Thursday. <laughs> I haven't noticed any that don't have any, but the whole idea of where it belongs and why they're doing what they're doing by moving them around. So, But the, you can't move it, right? You can't move the jack bolt. I had this on a mod last night, Monday night. No, I'm sorry. Saturday night, maybe. The guy had to, it was it was a car and it had a, bolt-in bracket for the jack mount on the mod, and you could move it around. So I told him, I said, the rule forever in all divisions that have jack bolts, you know, other than like late model is, it has to be in the original center line of the OEM spring. So there's only one spot for that. So your left and right would never be in different spots. In a mod or a stock car? Any of them. Mod, stock car, sport mod. There's only one spot. So when this thing has slots in a hole and everything and moves it around and the one on this side is over here and the one on this side is way out here and, you know, one of them is wrong. And it's usually pretty easy to explain. I mean, like, this is the rule. Look at this side. Now look at this side. Which one of these is wrong? One of them is wrong because they're not in the same place. It it can be that simple an explanation, but it needs to be. In a stock car in particular, it has always been the limiter of where the A-frame can go. Because the rule is pretty open. It says A-frames may be moved, right? So we're using a spec upper, A-frame, which... The upper A-frame. Correct, upper A-frame. Not the lower. Yeah, well, you could do a lot of things once. <laughs> Anyways, the upper A-frame is a spec piece, so it's not going to go anywhere but on top of the rail. But <clears throat> then they figure out, well, we want more left front camber. And, and 
it, the evolution is inevitable to a degree, but some stuff is the, what I refer to as a day one rule. It's never been any different. So then guys got a little smarter when they want to move them. They start using this uh, spacer like years ago we used to use them, you know. You just adjusted it underneath. But then that evolved into a, a mechanical advice that cost too much money, really, where you could put the, the ratchet and the extension up in the bottom and crank it from the bottom. And they're like, this is all kind of getting kind of dumb. And the limits, the, what I call the inherent limiters built into the OEM clip and the front suspension being based on an OEM car, even if it's aftermarket frame, it's still based on the OEM car. So the AFCO piece just has a lot of things done a, a car builder would have done anyways. So it should save time and money to have that done, but it just gets out of hand. And then it's not the direction. We talk a lot about the direction we want a division to grow, to go. So uh, I don't think anybody would argue that stock car racing is some of the best racing we got day in and day out. So not going to let that get beyond that. We're not going to let the car builders or some smart guy who thinks I'm going to move everything all over the place ruin that, you know. Well, we're not going to ruin it. One Correct. one rule at a time, right? One rule at a time, apparently. Depending on who you ask. <clears throat> but it's uh, opinion, so guess. the jack bolt thing, it's super simple, and it's not new. It's in the OEM, in the original center line of the OEM spring. So this year we're like, we, we tried to pick the simplest wording because when we do the rules, they got to fit on the sheet. We try real hard to keep them on the sheet, right? I mean, you start adding pages and adding pages, and then the tech manual gets longer, and all that stuff costs money. And So anyways, it, it needs to be in the original center line of the OEM spring and it's not very hard to look at it and realize when this one's way out here and this one's here that something's wrong and maybe you should investigate what that is. Unfortunately, though, at times the racer has not knows the racer. Generally speaking, most guys are buying cars. I, I, That's some right. guys are building them still, but mm-hmm. you have a lot of unsuspecting racers. They're going to buy a car. You know, they don't want no problems with it. If they're going to race IMCA, usually they say, "I'm racing IMCA. I want an IMCA legal car." And yeah, there you go. A guy buys one. XYZ chassis, whatever it might, whatever it may be, you know, from from a chassis manufacturer he shows up, yeah. and then you show up and say, "Oh, hey, by the way, your screw jack's in the wrong location. You got to fix it now." It's kind of a pain in the ass for the racer, to yeah. be quite honest. But it unfortunately, is. there's a lot of unsuspecting racers that just don't know, you know. And it's sometimes true, I wonder if they know, but and that's the my answer to that is that's why we print the rules, and that's why we have a monthly newsletter to update everybody and clarify there's pictures in there. I mean, still catching guys with bad carbs every now and then, these holly carbs with the wrong boosters. And, and but that's like, something that probably will never go away to be quite honest. Well, Cause yeah, people are never going to stop trying, but you, you know, get how many carb modifiers are out there that could put the wrong booster in Qu- quite a few. That's a little bit yeah. different issue. To well, we're two years into that deal, honestly. And the, the, the engine builder who sells those with his carb knows because I certainly have disqualified enough of those guys along the way. Yeah. And the carb builder knows by 10 phone calls in seven days, my two voicemails, I left them, never has called me back. But it's your fault. Somehow it is. Yeah. No, it's sad. And it. let me tell you, disqualifying a car sucks. It's an awful, you know. Yep. Particularly if it's somebody's kid, you know, the compact kids, you know. Yep. And you're like some kid's big finish, big win, or just first time mm-hmm. the tech. 
is most drivers are somebody's kids. Yeah, I suppose well, it's possible. Duh! I mean, they'd have to be. You'd have to have a parent. But I'm talking about kid. less, you know, minors. Minors, yeah, kids, so, kid, kid. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, so you know, when guy. you when you got a, when you got a kid who's, you know, 15 racing a sport mod or a stock car, he's not going right. to know this is where it needs to be or this is what I have to do. It's up to mom and it's up, yeah. it's up to yeah, dad. Yeah. To say, okay, you know, I know, it, but sometimes you get into that situation, Dave. Real good. Dad doesn't even know. Real good example of that is Jake McBurney, right? He's a little younger, and he's in the Super Nationals post race tech then, you know, and he gets disqualified, and he's sitting there on the tire on the ground, and his face is in his hands, you know what I mean? And it was going to be his big moment, you know, it could have been his big moment, anyways, but it wasn't, man. And I thought, this off, this job sucks. But it doesn't suck. Light and steering box, right? No, yeah. that, that was a different year. That was a different year. No, different no. year. But anyways, the time with the uh, Jack Bolton, the, the spring plate on the uh, back of the Sport Mod, that year was the year I remember. Oh. But the, the only g- good ending to that was he won the race eventually, right? He came back. I told him that night. I said, Good job, because I think the steering box one, he got DQ'd for the steering box and then turned around and qualified and came back and won the race. Is that in the same year? I think, yes, I, I think so. Yeah, so yeah, I, I made sure to congratulate him on not giving up and not quitting because so many guys were like, I'm just going to load up and go home. I said, well, you're not going to win a thing there. Well, Thornton got disqualified that one year out of the tech tent and came back and won the Super Nationals. Yeah. So. yeah that car, and I think that was when the lower control arm was in the wrong location or something like that. Yeah, because they had to he, do some cutting or something. He had a torch or a grinder oh. or something over there, and he fixed it. Did Strickler ever win it? What? Super Nationals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he times. got DQ, remember, for the wheel sticker that one time? Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, um, the old tech tent was the yeah. worst because you're stacked in there, you know? And if you're in the middle and you get DQ'd right off the bat. You're there for a while. You're, you're stuck. stuck. And you yeah. got to sit in there. and You're trapped. Trapped, yeah. It's kind of like right, the walk so, of shame. It's like the park of shame. Yeah. So, so Dave, let's talk about it because you brought it up a couple times. Qualifying features over at Boone. I guess I could just walk us through Super Nationals Tech. Like from, from what happens on the infield to then when, you know, after a heat race, you know, we all know the obvious, you come across the scale, but there's more to it. What happens down there on the infield? So it starts in the infield. You know, and Brett told me a long time ago, every inspection's a visual inspection first. We're looking at everything. Catch a lot of stuff just looking at it. Just stand there looking at it. You know, like, why is your crate seal head bolt over on the other side of the engine? <laughs> you don't have to be super smart to get that one. But anyway, went through the production line backwards. Yeah. Maybe it was a left-handed guy. <laughs> anyway. Well, surely put the wrong glove on the beer. <laughs> but the infield is to get it. I mean, it... it Every heat race stops, you know, we get hoods off. There's always a certain amount of tech guys down there. And we want to, we're looking for the obvious. And and really the goal here is to make sure that a car that clearly just has isn't legal isn't going to make the qualifying feature. You know, because there's guys that finish behind that guy that have, could have perfectly legal cars that they want to be in a show too and they and it, they should be qualified if they're legal and the other guy isn't. So the Hoods come off. We usually look at carbs. If anything's going to really get changed in a hurry, it's going to be a bolt-on item like a wheel, uh, tire, wheel spacer, carb, shock, something in there that's going to be easy on, easy off. 
which is why I always like to tech any kind of B feature or anything for the most part, other than Super Nationals, because that's in the middle of the night. But uh, anyways, we, we do the obvious down there. We look, we make sure everything's 100% from what we can see in the minute that you get to look at a car. But if it's real obvious, then we want to let them know, and they're going to have to change and fix that and give it another shot. So, And the good thing about Super Nationals, there is another shot and another shot typically. So you get multiple opportunities to get in the show. But that happens down there. You know, they get weighed. We do Sometimes we do things like wheelbase or engine setback or uh, carbs a lot. Um, you know, that one day at the LCQ on Saturday, all we did was take the hood off the mods and like, oops, bad crate. Right? Yep. That so sometimes you don't even see a car down there till the end That's of the week. That's right, till the yeah. LCQ. And those are the unfortunate situations where you've got a guy that doesn't have a second shot and, and yeah. he gets bounced and it's over. <clears throat> and, yeah. and and even at Super Nationals, again, any DQ, DQs, generally speaking, are... are what I would, what what I consider event ruiners, they 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 spoil the week because the points um, associated with it. So it spoils the week from the standpoint of more than likely the racer that gets any DQ whatsoever is going to lose enough points where they're not going to be in any of the last chance races yeah, at be the tough front. To they'll they'll be in them, but they're not going to be starting up front, you know. And and especially in divisions like sport mods and uh, hobby stocks where their LCQs are thirty cars. You know, we don't take any provisionals or anything like yeah. that. You know, boom, you're, you're, you know, if you get DQ'd and you're, you're, you're pretty much toast at, at the Super Nationals. A DQ there really, really does sting. That's why we talk about it quite a bit. You know, we, I'll, st- I'll tell Dave this. I don't want no stupid DQs. Don't want nothing that's not, yeah, that doesn't matter. You know, and we try to classify that stuff in our rule book. Is yeah, because not everything is a DQ. Right. There are things that 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 you need to fix. You know. Sometimes the rules are, 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 aren't about speed or whatever. It's just not the direction we want the division to go, right? So those rules exist in there. So not everything's a DQ because I get those messages and all that all the time too. Well, if a guy this, then how come he didn't get DQ'd? Because it's not a DQ. Correct. So th- the things that matter most or have the biggest impact or – and sometimes it's cost, you know. It's simply because we're not going down that road because that's going to be expensive. And racing's very cyclical. It comes around, goes around again. And so w- we don't have to relive that all the time. It was like uh, when we got rid of the torque arm. Remember we got rid of the torque arm because there weren't any. There were very few. And then all of a sudden, a few car builders and torque arms, building cars with torque arms. And – who gets a torque arm car? Well, you get guys like Keith White and David Murray, and and you could probably pick a couple of other names from that uh, era. Era, yeah. And they had them, but they're winning everything, anyways. But what it would have done was pushed everybody like, oh, I got, I got to buy another car. I got to buy a torque the market, arm car. Potentially, yeah. it changes the market. So some of those decisions for us are. So, ones of direction like we talk about do we want do we want all our modifies going torque arms you know and at the time we didn't yeah and it, it would have just took us around the horn again because eventually yeah. i guarantee we'd have been back to pull bars again Perhaps. so somebody would have made pull bars great again and all of a sudden everybody had to have pull bar car again so you head that off so one of the one of the things at super nationals that you know uh, for years i mean that's why we did pre-tech you know we tried to av- to catch the dqs to avoid the dqs um, in the infield or even post-race, you know, because 
in the in the pre-tech, you are you have a little bit more time than just in between heat races in the infield at the Super Nationals. So, you know, the pre-tech was was developed primarily because of that. But the problem we started getting into was the volume of cars that we've got. It it it, it became you know we yeah. were pre-teching <clears throat> more than we were racing. To and COVID for put the us first in, three you know, days. COVID put us in yeah. a situation where the pre-tech yeah. had to now become. In the pre- here's what you're going to look at. You need to police your car, and you really yeah. had to hurry up and pre-tech. You know, because and as the event got bigger and bigger and then we're really hurrying up and then so are we really helping these guys that much? And uh, the thing that's been said many times is the rules haven't changed. been the same rule all year. Right. But a little bit of where you race sometimes, you know, if they're not super techie at your racetrack and whatnot, you, you might have some things that you didn't really think about or that you didn't care about. <laughs> yeah. That's how it gets home, too, by the way. Drive a car just like that. <laughs> Earth the gym. Is he out? <laughs> Welcome back. Jim don't want to talk rules. You know, I hate you, Jim, Jim. Jim don't like rules. You know, I hate you, right, Jim? I'm a, I'm a big fan of alternative rules. I think that's something we need to explore more. <laughs> well, it'd be a shorter explanation. Yeah. So Okay, so now I've, I've won my heat race. Yeah. I've passed my heat race. Yeah. I go to the feature, mm-hmm. and I've gotten the top four. Now, I do this. I, I come through. I, I, I made my weight. I made my wheelbase. Everything looks good. I park on the infield, wait for the other four, and then we go to what's always been dubbed as a circus tent. So you're going to come to the post-race tech tent, which gratefully now is a really nice place. We used to stuff them in there, you know, and sometimes you'd have half of the front one out the the old tent and half of the last place car out the back tent to try to get them all in there. But had a really nice place to tech now, too, so that, that gratefully the Speedway and everything has evolved with the event. So, But you go there, and there are a bunch of uh, guys there. Um, you know, I'll be there. Kirk will be there. Um, Randy Anderson will be there from Late Models. Randy also techs weekly tracks, too. So, And there's a bunch of tech guys that we've kind of assembled over time, and then some, some come and some go. And then there's usually some new guys for the experience. But you're going to get teched by a bunch of weekly Tech guys, really good guys usually. I mean, sometimes we get new guys in there just for the experience. It's good to come and learn. So, like we had Tyler Stevenson from Utah or somewhere out there, you know, come and show up And last year, and he worked a couple of days, and so it was nice to get somebody new in there. But that really helps for the consistency. So when I show up at that guy's racetrack, he, we've already worked together. But you're going to get your car teched by these guys. We have a list um, that we go down, and we don't always do everything on the list, but we we highlight typically, let's do this, let's do this, and sometimes based on what's trending throughout the year. So that's how we decide. And so, anyways, you'll get uh, inspected, and everything's okay. You're, you're probably going to need a tool or two and a wrench to get something apart and back together because we take them pretty far sometimes. And then Things get sealed and marked and logged, you know, like if you got a crate engine, we're logging the tags and everything, so you race the same motor. Um, we mark carburetors after we gauge carbs and all that. We, we mark all those. And then we started doing this before the main event, walking through the lineup area and walking through and make sure the rev limiters are set right and making sure the carburetors are still the same carburetors they had. You mean so, so after you win a qualifier at Super Nationals, you've been pre-teched? You've been post-race teched. Your car's been marked. All this, the seals and anything that might 
be something that's somewhat changeable. We've got security seals that you put all over everything. You actually go back and check all that stuff before they race. And we look at we we. It's usually (laughs) it's me and a couple of other guys out in the lineup area, and we've got to hustle because you know Boone doesn't mess around. The word on the street is is you can cheat and win the Super Nationals. Do anything you want. Anything you want. Come Saturday night. I guarantee you, somebody's cheated somewhere, somewhere at every racetrack and gotten away with it somewhere. So it's. I'd never say anything is impossible, but we certainly are not just sitting back. And, we, have, we have precautions in place to make sure that doesn't happen. That's right. On most of the major components, they are taped up, sealed up. And I, yeah. That's just a bunch of shit when you hear that. Yeah, yeah and everybody has an opinion because they don't have the total view. I would say before I came, started working here full time, I did not have the total view of the business. I worked for some good promoters, and I was – happy about that and and then working super nationals of course we learn i learned every year you know the my first year of super nationals only worked the infield i didn't work the post-race tech tent we wouldn't let you in there well, there was, was a bigger picture at that time yeah, yeah, we, we were just afraid you're gonna do something crazy just my first year being a tech guy that too you know process. bob ross showed yeah, we up were vetting you <laughs> i was working in salina kansas and bob ross showed up it was my first year being the tech guy and he asked me if i want to come to super nationals yeah i do but so so, you know, the pre-race, we, we have, we have a, I don't know what you even call it, pre-race tech sheets. We used to do, a, when we pre-teched, we had the inspection sheet, and we, right. we designed that based on a little bit of a time factor, so you could actually expect, inspect things that mattered. And then when they got to the infield, there's another inspection that kind of confirmed the pre-tech. And then when you get into right. post-race, we have another yeah. post-race inspection yeah. that you guys follow that's all documented in our, you know, we keep them at, um, right all that fun stuff so but at the end of the day the goal is to get all of those cars legal by the time we get to the feature we've got legal cars in the feature and we the guy who wins the race is following the rules and you and the guy is who's wins the super nationals isn't yeah i the master cheater of we have everything. been over it and over it you know multiple times during the event and then that guy might be in some other races and he still gets looked at for those events too and it all gets back, so, I think, to at the end of the day, I think it all gets back to the goal for as an association and even as racing in general. Um, the goal is not to disqualify the winners. You know, fans pay, racers pay, you know, sponsors, you've got sponsors, you've got <coughs> fans, you've got – there's a lot of people that are, that are involved in racing um, in any of these divisions, not just super nationals, but even weekly. And by the time you get to the end of the feature on whatever the night may be, or wherever the event may be, um, having that guy get disqualified is not a goal. It, it's, it's not no. something that we as an association hang our hat on and say, Oh, ha, ah, yeah. Wow. That's We ended this perfect. We disqualified the guy oh, and cost him five so grand. Anticlimactic. It, it is. It is. And, and, you know, I think when people look at the super nationals and how we, our approach to that from start to finish that that's basically our philosophy on on how we ra- we think the race should, should go you know you've got the steps in place to address the things as they go remove the race cars that aren't legal if they need to be but when you get to the end of the the, the finale the final race for each one of those divisions and they're the biggest races in imca the super nationals uh, winning the fe- feature at the Super Nationals is the biggest race we have on any of our divisions mm-hmm. in our association, in our opinion. It, it is the one to win. If you win that one, yeah, it may not pay as much as some other races, but um, it's the biggest race in IMCA for the year, every year. 
in our opinion, you know, and, and to have that spoiled by a guy getting disqualified, it, it, it just doesn't, it just cheats everybody. Yeah. It, and it, so the product is cheating right. at that point. So yeah, let's, let's, let's play a quick game. Let's, let's call this our speed round. We're going to throw questions to Dave and he has a minute to answer each question. Oh, oh my gosh. How many questions do we have? One. Well, well how many minutes do we have? Had an hour. We've already went an hour. <laughs> I think we've he didn't say hour. a okay. minute for the length Real of the quick, answer. Real quick, stock our bodies, Dave. You have one minute. Go now. Stock car body, it's got to look. One minute. Uh, my one liner for that, it's got to look like what it's supposed to be. You know, if a stock car guy can't figure it out, just look at a hobby stock guys because they don't seem to have them problems. Stock deck car life, body, Dave, deck all, height and all divisions. Forty-two one inches, forty-two inches on the rear for deck height. Eight inches the nose clearance. Um, the all steel body, except you can make your own hood and trunk, but they have to be duplicates of the OEM piece. So they got to look like the Okay, shock of, rules on the rear of stock cars. Go now, one minute. Shock rule on the rear of stock car has to have at least four and a half inches of rebound travel. That means shaft in the shock at the end of the race. You're going to have an adjustable mount on top to accommodate that because if you're going to put rounds in the spring, you're probably going to mess up your shock setting. So four and a half inches of rebound has to be sitting in that spring when you come to tech. We tech the cars the way they're raced. That means driver okay. in the car. Here's how about compress. compressing compressing a shock. Can you use bulldozers, <laughs> forklifts, anything like that, tanks, Trampoline. anything like that, Dave, go now, one minute. bulldozer to racetrack, but to the bottom. It's got to go to the bottom. One guy pushing on the shock. The rule says at any time, and that any time for us. The way we enforce the rule. Does it have to be the driver? Not necessarily the driver. Your pit crew guy. Most guys have big pit crew guys. I I like pit crew guys. So I'll let that guy do it. If I have one big pit crew guy in there that's phenomenally larger than anybody else, then I I usually get him to do them all. But one guy pushing it to the bottom. Why no ethanol in stock cars? One minute go now. Ethanol is uh, kind of a high-maintenance fuel. It's very uh, hygroscopic, so it, it attracts water much more than methanol, even out of the atmosphere. So if you're not sealing up your ethanol car and everything like that, it's probably drawing water, and if a guy, it's high-maintenance, and if you don't take care of it, okay, burn down a motor. Aftermarket transmission sport mods, one minute go now. No aftermarket transmission to sport mod. Must be in the OEM case. All the forward gears plus reverse have to work. I think that covers our shotgun round. Favorite sandwich, one minute go. <laughs> Anyone that's open. Anything's got the door open. <laughs> that's not true. I see his expense report. He eats consistently a lot of the same stuff. Do you? I do. So, yeah. We are creatures of <laughs> habit. If I was on an island and had to pick 10 things to eat, I could pick 10 and I'd be all fine with that. <laughs> it's That'd be fine. What? I don't don't think I need a big, broad palate to do to work at the racetrack. Hot dogs, hamburgers, tenderloins. There you go. All the above. Chicken strips. Maybe not in the same day. Maybe all the same day. Maybe all the same sitting. If I could add one point to the post race or to the uh, super national inspection, is that my experience for all the time I've been there is there is a certain amount of respect from everybody for the event. So other people that complain about your event or, or the super nationals and say, well, they don't do this or they do that and don't do that, et cetera. You know what? Everybody knows. So there's a certain amount of respect for the other racers for the event and the rules that really comes out at super nationals. And Just I, to I, give everybody an idea how far tech has come at the super nationals, my first super nationals working for IMCA, 
in your driver's packet, you had a self tech sheet. You had to check your car and sign that it's legal. There was no post race tent. There was nothing like that. Check. Yes. You had that signed checked. You're good to go. The first year we put up a tent there. Scout's honor. First time we put up a tent there. Everybody kept wanting to know what the tent was for. Well, you'll see. You'll see. Finally, we said, okay, modified stop four. Bring your car up to the tent and, you know, get your tools. Well, what tools do we need? I said, you better bring all of them. Your toolbox. All of them. (laughs) Bring your truck and trailer. And I remember the first thing we, you know, we did was uh, we wanted to see the front end. You know, everything off the front end. That's when traction control was kind of a deal. And you had the, you know, everybody's saying there was those lines running from the brakes to wherever. And they said, well, what do you want us to take off the front end? And the front end is what we want you to take off. If it bolts on, take it off. And that was the beginning of the. And we took the, the seats out tent. one year. Yeah. Yeah, we took the seats out. Yeah, Take I your seat that. out. I bet I can guess where that came from. We took it. We, cl- we've taken about everything off a race car. Oh, yeah. Tent. Yeah. And it, it really took them for a surprise, you know, back back in those days. They weren't used to. Uh, and, again, I, I think the race was appreciated, to be quite honest. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, there's some very high. Um, high there's a lot of emotion in the tech tent. You, you, you see know, the highs it, and lows. You right see there. the highs and That's you see where the lows. They come the in, and you see yeah, people like crying. It's kind of like the thrill of victory see, and the agony of defeat. Yes, you see people come yeah. into that tech tent, and they are just they're they're the they're on cloud nine. They're they're families. They're on phones. They're calling people to book flights. I mean, we've seen it all in that thing, and then we've seen the opposite to where you know you, you trap a car in the in the in the park of shame. Yeah, yeah. See the same guy come back to Dave six times. Now it says here. Now it says here. Now it says he's trying to convince me. He's trying. You know, they're trying to sell it that hey, we didn't know, or hey, this says this, and that's why we did that. But it doesn't. The interpretation of how one takes it can always be different. It's the best part of Super Nationals Tech is when a guy is all set to go and he's all sealed back up, and particularly if they're young and their mom and. Their whole family is outside the tent, and they get to give away those hoods and, and doors and quarters yeah. that we give out. You know, it's a super keepsake thing, I think. And uh, so I kind of worked up a, a, a bit about that, you know. And I'm like, I tell them, get your phone out, get your phone out. We're going to, Dave's you know. Zig Ziglar moment. That's right. <laughs> and so, you know, and you get to congratulate them, and they get, they're in the show, you know, and sometimes people are crying and everything yeah, else. It's see, all right. It runs the gamut there from super happy to super not happy. Yeah, yeah it goes the other way, off. too. <laughs> but it's all part of it. Put your phone away. So for those that are listening that are going to race, like, the next week, Dave, you're, you're going to be at Iowa Speed Weeks. Can you tell everybody exactly what you're going to check every night so they know their cars are legal? No. Uh, I try to keep up with what's trendy. That was quick. That was <laughs> Didn't need quick. the one minute there. <laughs> Whoa. Real like, quick. One second. Go. Yeah, 30 it's seconds. Like w- what's trendy, you know, and been going around a lot that people shouldn't be doing. And, you know, uh, there's only so many of us and thousands of other people just inventing crap every day. Heck, yeah. To put on a race car. And so you really got to keep up with all that. But if I can see the race, sometimes that dictates what I look at. But otherwise, I look at every race car every single time, even from the heat to the main, like I never saw it before. And that Super Nationals inspection. You don't tech by car number? <laughs> no. <laughs> I Listen. hear this. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Every, 
Everybody thinks it's about them. Those Kansas they, they guys get away with everything because Dave's from so Kansas. So if that yeah. was me at the Super Nationals, you would actually, you would actually disqualify me. Yeah. How dare yeah. you? You know what? I'd uh, ask you. Who to you go think to, you are? You know, hopefully, you <laughs> never need the flipping shoes or gloves or anything. But I've told my go-to one-liner for that is like, "You can die at your house, but you ain't gonna do it right here in front of us." So that has happened before. You gotta burn your feet off. Do it at home, not here. Yeah, yeah there's people. So we, one time we got to go to the Cape. Michael testing. Scott almost burnt his feet off. <laughs> Who did? Michael, Michael Scott, Scott in the office. In the office. So. We went to the Cape. Got it. Got it. Stepped on his George Foreman grill. While he did. Bacon in bed. <laughs> he did. While he was making his bacon in bed. That was the best yeah. open of any show ever. <laughs> no, Tom and I, when Tom was here, uh, we went to the Cape testing facility in Indy before PRI. And they do SFI testing and other things there. And, and certainly the most entertaining and interesting thing is they got a giant block of concrete and they've got that sled and they they test everything from indy cars to school buses and it just comes ripping down the runway and bam slides into the sled and they do all these slow motion stuff you know and you get to really see what occurs in a crash but it's the well, place we, we, where we kind of do the same stuff you know a lot of times we'll run a car into a light pole at Boone Speedway during the Super Nationals and watch the lights fall we, on it. We've been doing see how it absorbs energy. <laughs> yeah, but we people don't like that. They get mad at us. We try to do all of our testing at Boone Speedway now in the cruiser division. Yeah. Good Lord. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't 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 put your helmet. Don't don't buckle your helmet. That was the day I was there. Don't wear your seatbelt. You know, yeah. all those kinds of things. But my point is, it almost is, lunchtime. I'm yeah. hungry. So, if, I mean, you know, because Brett did, Brett, Brett, Brett did talk test, all day. If, Brett did if test you go, this part of, a, of, of the original sport mod one yeah. time, and it held up it until one time. And that's where the crotch strap rule came into play. Oh, God. I spent one Super National looking in the lap of every single driver one time because somebody didn't have one. And yeah, No, but the Cape deal comes back to, they do SFI testing and other stuff, and the ratings on a fire suit and the ratings on the gloves and how many seconds you need yep. to get it all. That gets real important. It does. And then there's always the gross photos of all oh. the things that oh, have yeah. gone wrong. And so when a guy gets DQ'd for no gloves and no shoes and, it, you know, he feels like, I got away with it, nothing happened. But, like, we're not going to continue to take that risk. And if we let that happen, then everybody will do it. And they'll be like, well, I'll do it until they tell of, me. Do you, like to, do you like to walk? Of, speaking of gross photos, we got the Super Nationals coming up. <laughs> where are you going with this, Jim? Yeah, where's this going? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, I've seen a lot of gross photos. There has been. She's, there's a whole bunch of them on Jerry's phone, I believe. Uh, you texted them to me. Back, real, real quick, back to SFI, because this is important too. SFI, Safety you know, Foundation Incorporated, they, mm-hmm. they do uh, all this testing. They yep. test the gloves, they test seat belts. They do, they, there's a lot of SFI ratings. And as an association, what we have to do is we have to we have to be a part of that of SFI. We pay them a monthly fee. Um, it's not free. Uh, for some associations, they think it is, but it's not. In order to put SFI in our rules, we have to pay a monthly fee to SFI to be a part of that association. And they do all the testing for us. They somewhat, or at least on those components that we mandate that are SFI because they've done that testing. They've did the legwork, and, and we pay a fee for that. And it keeps our racers safe. I, I, you know, we try to, every year we usually get one or two items that 
SFI tags are being counterfeited on driving suits. That's that's usually the ones that we see. It's hard to believe, but it it happens. They aren't just counterfeiting wheel stickers from IMCA. They are actually counterfeiting SFI tags mm-hmm. that cut the amount of time that that component mm-hmm. that, that that if it if it even helps at all. It's crazy. It's crazy you to know, me what people the, don't the, buy your fire suit. I, the lengths people will go to, but you, when you cut, you know, when you say it's SFI rated, mm-hmm. the, the racer buys that component thinking I've got twenty seconds or thirty seconds or whatever that tag is going to. What the? Uh, tell well, you. what I always get is, and it's fake. In these economic times, it's crazy to, to save a little bit of money. If you ever considered alternative SFI rules. <laughs> no, but yeah, that, that, okay. that, that's what I've always said. You know, somebody I don't know, so, know what that would look like. Yeah, somebody will spend. It kind of look like our rules, but not really. Yeah, don't buy your fire suit on Alibaba.com. Yeah, uh, bet money. But that, you know, you think not. about it. Somebody will spend a thousand dollars on something that'll get them two tenths faster. Yeah, but then you and, see them come in in a one layer, one layer fire suit with holes in it and this and that. But you're thinking, then you're thinking to yourself. Okay, so you'll you'll spend more worried this. about performance. You're more worried about this safe. than your yeah. life. Yeah. And, and while we're on that, people have always said to us, "Why don't you mandate this? Why don't you mandate that? Why don't you mandate this?" And and we look at safety equipment in particular, whether it be gloves and shoes and fire uh, fire suits or stuff like helmets, Hans devices, things like that. You know, a, there's a lot of personal choice in some of those selections. Mm-hmm. You can buy very very nice fire suits, but they're extremely expensive. So people ask us why we don't mandate stricter safety restrictions. And what we have always said is, you know, we, we're, 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 try, we're giving you the minimum, the industry standards, the minimum industry yeah. standards for those items. SFI categorizes them, and here's what SFI says. This is, the, this is essentially the, the, the minimum standard. And so that's what we, tr- we, tr- we try to follow. And a racer can always go better. How come, you know, people say, how come you don't mandate um, – no mix underwear. Head and neck restraints. Or this or that. You know, head and yeah. neck restraints are very proven. You know, Dave, Dave just talked about the sled, and they're very yep. proven to, to be very beneficial to people who wear them. Um, but they're also expensive. And, and so we, we can write rules to, to, to rule racers out of racing with expense. You can do it with yeah. safety equipment. We can do it with engines. We can do it well. with all kinds of components. But at the end of the day, you got to have some the, – the racer has to have a little bit of yeah. personal choice. Here's where you need to be now. What's your life worth And what we do that? is appropriate yeah. for the kind of racing we're doing and the size of the tracks and the speeds sure. of the cars and all that. And you don't need a TV racing setup in your car to race a car at – 50, 60 miles an hour. Um, Once, uh, you know, the other other good reason to always have your fire suit on, especially at the Super Nationals, you never know when Greg Lance is going to show up to the Super Nationals. And it's probably key to have a fire suit on because the one year where he thought it would be fun to put two bottles of moonshine in a watermelon. (laughs) It took about a day and a half to get two bottles of moonshine in a watermelon. And then Greg was going to see if it was if the watermelon was flammable. So he lit it, and the watermelon lit, and he got a little bit nervous, and dropped it and kicked it, and it went down pit roof on fire. <laughs> so that's another good reason to always have a fire suit, because you never know when Greg Lance is going to test out the flaming watermelons at Boone Speedway. I'm going to think about that all the way to the racetrack today. <laughs> oh, I, I got the visual what in my in mind. Hell? <laughs> you oh, know, you try well, to kick it, else? it just we're keeps rolling flames. Well, yeah. I think we're well over our time. Oh, uh, we are. Are we already? 10 hour uh, and 20 minutes. Fly. Flies when you're having fun. It's okay. For us, it's easy to 
time flies, but I'm. How about race savers next Monday night at Oskaloosa in the front row challenge? Yeah, I'll be there. Oh, you are? Yeah, still. Why don't you stay home? Race savers will be running, but I will be there. (laughs) Are you flagging that night? Yeah, I'll flag the. uh, like the race Wait, no, it's, it's a great way. I mean, the, flag the, 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 I can do a little bit of everything. Race. I can't always do it right, but I can do it. How fast is a race yeah, saver spring going to Oskaloosa? Pardon me? How, How fast uh, is a race saver You ever had any instances flagging, Jerry, where, you know, you're, you have to make a split decision to yeah. call? Yeah, I screw them up most of the time, but that's a, that'll be that's that'll be for number 17. That's what I read on the internet. Wow, you know, you got to believe it. It's on the internet. So, again, speed week this week. Yeah. Hairs clash tomorrow. Came right out of my mouth. Yeah. Big night for the... Harris Clash. Yep. Yep. Clash is always a good race for us. Night of a Thousand Stars is always excellent. A little hot this week, but hey. I think tomorrow's supposed to be the warmest day, and it's supposed to be tolerable for the most part. Yeah. The remainder of the week. They changed it up just a little bit. Yeah. Hasn't rained in, well, it rained here last we, we night. Got, I got three yeah, tents. Yeah, you guys got night. rain here. We got none at the, home or at Marshalltown. You, got, so I was like, you got three tents last night, Ryan? In the rain gauge, Jim. Yes, ah, in the rain man, gauge. I, that's what oh, you call man. it now, anyway, but. Uh, <laughs> Other than that, it's going to be a long week of racing. It's going to be a good week. Um, All the uh, IMCA Speed Weeks are going to be on IMCA TV, so you can tune them in. Hey, one last thing. Super Dave and I I are heading to Spencer today. Yeah. A big shout-out to uh, the Sadoff family for running 1-2-3 in the Modifieds at Eagle Saturday night. Jackson won, Johnny was second, and Jordan Sadoff was third. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're, you're going to get in trouble for that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've already got a text back from him because I sent him a text congratulating oh, him. It's a tough crowd. It, it is a tough it's crowd. Wow. Jim's it, as much shit as so we can say on this show, I can't read that text back. We are so mean. <laughs> mean people. Yeah. That you was last episode, say, Mean 15, wasn't it? It was a Serene. Oh, so we can go oh, oh yes, yeah, because I asked, I asked people. Serene 15. Yeah, so, so it's so the some, Mean 17. Next episode. Okay, it'd be the mean set. So that's when we can get, like, down and dirty and stuff and not talk about... How about the smart-ass 17? Corns. Uh, sp- <laughs> How about the NC-17? Ooh, I like Ooh, that. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, yeah, I watched some of those movies back in the 17? day. Be a little risque, but yet not full-on... Yeah. Real jumping on trampolines. Big right on the edge. I mean, we're there all the, the time. Of the FCC shutting us down, like Howard Stern. I don't think they can shut us down on the internet. Yeah. They can try. We're can safe. Try. We're safe. We got Super Dave. He'll interpret the rule. Well, thanks for yeah. co- thanks for taking thanks for taking six months to get over here, Dave. Oz busy. If now, Dave, if you and I, if you and I, if you and I leave working here, like a dog, working like a, a dog. Schedule. Yeah. If you and I leave here at the same time today, mm-hmm. who's getting dispenser for us? You are. You'll be gone before he I'll even gets to, there. I get to blow a half a tank now. I'd like to stop and fill up. Oh, so every oh. Get, and then I'm starting to get up there in age a little bit, so I have to stop and empty. So, yeah, you'll get there first. All right. Well, but Dave Jerry, will the be good there. news is, yeah, I'll get to see it tonight. Oh, I'm. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't like a podcast reunion. So are you going? You are going tonight? Yeah, I got to go to Spencer tonight. Yeah, if you haven't been there, I mean, I, one thing about this job, don't necessarily get to watch a lot of races, but. I watch a lot on IMCA TV, and it's usually playing in the background on my Monday, Tuesday mornings when the phone's really ringing and whatnot. But Spencer is, it's big and, and it's plenty fast, but the, how the racing is so close. Yep. Yeah. You know, and these other places, I mean, I'm going all week through Saturday. So when I get to this end of the planet over here, I like to get as many places as I can get. 
And I was a little disappointed Vinton wasn't racing last night or I would have been there. But Well, they're going to be a racing. beautiful night. They're going to be racing next Sunday for the uh, Bold Tired, tired Nationals. Bold, bold Tired Bash. Tired. Yeah, that's where you got to have a tire bad. that measures three sixteenths or less when you start to feature. <laughs> and your heat race. And your heat race. Yeah. Everybody? Yep. Yeah. No, stock cars. Stock cars. Oh, just See, stock cars. I didn't even know about this. No, I read it, but I didn't really pay attention to uh, that. Everybody running three sixteenths. Mm-hmm. See, so to. I mean, you're going to. You're, you're not going to get. You're not going to go on the track otherwise. Yeah. So what we're going to need you to be there on that. What is the original there? tread depth of the? Plus, they're going to tire test. G sixty. Yeah. So we'll do some tire tests. Yeah, I think it's like two grand to win, isn't it? Something yeah, like two yeah. grand to win. Yeah, so yeah. they're going to tire. So you're going to send too. those tire samples in? Yeah, we'll get them back probably within. Usually, it's about three to. It just depends. Three to four days. It, it doesn't take our tire oh. test four weeks. It takes no, our tire test doesn't. four days for some reason. Well, apparently, I mean, but yeah. And and we'll make our decision based on that. It usually takes, it's about four business days by the time we get it down. So the decision's ah, a decision. It's a lot quicker the, than I thought. It is a yeah. lot quicker than some people are being told. Mm. Yeah, so, just like everywhere yeah, else. They don't get paid until the work's done. So Old tires yeah. only. They so get we'll have the results back before Dave's even home from his travels. Yeah, home. Dave probably won't be out of town. Dave will probably, <laughs> he'll be in like Olathe by that day. Like, Dave, Dave's got a lot of laundry I'm just getting on the Highway 30. No, I hate you guys, right? Dave, the race was three days ago. What are you just getting on the Dave, 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 come on. Hate is a pretty oh. powerful word. Strongly dislike. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a long, a shoot. I've been here much longer than I've been here. Don't feel <laughs> so, bad, Dave. None of us are very fond of each other either, so you're yeah. in good company. We're just glad yeah. you're here so we can make fun of somebody new. Yeah. I've heard there's such thing as a good kind of hurt. Is this it? Yes, this is a good kind of hurt. This is a soft kind of pain. All right. You guys get to go to, got to go to. We got to go to Spencer. Spencer. Brett's going to have to be kept. Now, hopefully by the next episode, we got some grand oh, baby yeah. pictures. Yes. Old man. Hope Not hopefully. talking about Jim. We're on baby watch. This That's time. hysterical, Grandpa. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe it, Dave? Oh, yeah. God, you're old, Brett. I am. Jim's going to be a grandpa, too. Does he, have we said this yet? What? Oh, you are. Yeah. I got a little ways to go, though. I got him beat. You got me beat. I'm look, looking at the end of January. See? Oh. Nothing wrong with that. No. But I got no. the grandpa hair anyways. It's gray. You've had that since <laughs> you were 31. What are you talking he's about? Grumpy old man. <laughs> hey, just be a, he's just, the movie. Yeah. Just be happy. I got a still stressful got job, Jerry. No, I know. I hear, yeah, my <laughs> stressful job finding where, where the cop is at. So with that being said, it's time to get on out of here. And a uh, ton of stuff on the schedule. Don't forget, get that C right there. Replay pass, twenty four ninety nine. Repay only subscription includes all the book. You can read it, and it's all in HD and all of that stuff. So if you miss uh, some of the Speed Weeks, maybe you wanted to go back and watch something from last week, last month, last year, it's all there for 30 days, and it's a uh, full schedule of racing coming on up. Remember, most of those up, uh, most of those are about $25 a night, which is a lot of times on those racetracks less than the pit pass. So it's a very economical and great feature for you to go buy. So from all of us to all of you, Thanks for tuning in. Make sure if you can't join uh, us at uh, your local IMCA racetracks, make yourself out uh, on IMCA TV, and we will see you and hopefully Grandpa next time we come together for, is it going to be the Mean 17? Something like that. We're going to have 17. Oh, it's NC17. That's it. So come on in. We'll see you then. Have a great week.